When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Elite, the podcast that's all about the Elite Ice Hockey League, and I'm pleased to welcome you to not only our first show proper, but our first Monday review as well, as we look back on the weekend's action and pick out one or two talking points from what's gone on. On this week's review, I'm pleased to have former Nottingham Panthers player and coach, former Sheffield Steelers player and Elite League winning ex-Belfast Giants coach Paul Airy, joining me to cast his expert eye over the last three days and where we are. This is Elite. Paul, thank you for joining me on the Monday Review on Elite. And before we pick out the main stories from the weekend, just in general and as a whole, what have you made of the season? I think it's been a really good year. I think it's been a real battle at the top, which has made it interesting. And uh, even Coventry were up there for a while and and looked like they could have maybe made a run at it. And they've had a great year, Coventry. I mean, especially down, you know, this last part of this season, they've been very good. And they've, uh, you know, had some big upsets against some of the top teams. And, uh, yeah, they're they're a contender in the playoffs, Coventry. They've been playing some good hockey, you know, down the stretch, and that's always a, something to keep an eye on. And then the other four, you know, Belfast, Guildford, Sheffield, Cardiff, have, have all been in it uh, up to this point, really. And now it looks like it's going to go down, obviously, between uh, the Giants and the Flames. So it's been really exciting, top of the table battle. And as as per usual, you know, at the bottom of the table, there's always certain teams that are just doing everything they can to make playoffs and. Uh, so it's been tough on a few teams, but um, I think it's it's looking pr- pretty much that Glasgow will be the last team to get in. We'll see what happens. And the fact that we're going into the weekend, this final weekend, with that final playoff spot up for grabs, the title, as you've already alluded to, what does that say about the quality of the league this season? No, I think the league's been good. I think the quality is really good. And we've seen many times this year where, you know, Dundee or Fife uh, have beaten, uh, you know, some of the top teams. So, I mean, that's so there's never been a game where any team has gone into thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy night. It just just hasn't happened. And and most seasons it's it's like that. Um, It's there's never an easy game. Once you start thinking teams are easy, you end up losing. So um, you've got to take every game, especially if you want to win the title. You've got to take every game seriously. And I think I mean, I always had this number in my head as a coach, 15 losses. And if you look at most elite elite league titles that are won, most teams have 15 losses or less 
Uh, nothing very rare. A team will win the title with more than than that. And this year it looks like two teams might come under that 15 uh, loss mark. Uh, you know, both Belfast and Guildford. We'll see how it ends up the last couple of games. But so, I mean, unlucky for let's say Guildford if they don't win the title. Um, that they've had such a great year and come up just a little bit short. But you just never know in the last couple of games. So let's get into it then. We'll start with your old team, the Belfast Giants. League leaders at the moment, two huge victories for them at the weekend. 8-2 against Sheffield Steelers on Friday and then 5, sorry, 9-1 rather. It was over Manchester Storm on uh, on Saturday. How do you stop a team like that or can you? I don't know if you can. I mean, they're they're playing really well down the stretch. And, and if you look at their schedule, I think six of the last seven were at home. So they really put their schedule... Uh, together in the hope that they get to the last, you know, seven games of the season and and be in a strong position with all those home games. So that's smart scheduling from them, um, and it and it's working out for them because they completely dominated something. I mean, to dominate Sheffield eight two, I mean that is a big shellacking and a, a big win for Belfast. And uh, yeah, they've really uh, come on um, late in the season when you need to, when you need to win those big games against good teams. They they've gotten the job done and bringing Besperani back. And although Whistle's played very well for them and has never let them down, Besperani just has a little bit something special. I think he's shown to the, to his teammates in the past that he's a big game goalie. And uh, and that that's important to have that, that, that number one goalie. And like I said, I'm not disrespecting Whistle because he's been outstanding for the Giants. But I just think Besperani has a little something special sometimes that can win you the big games. Now, Let's look up the other end of the Belfast Giants team and one guy in particular sticks out. Plenty of scorers over the weekend, I should point out. But Scott Conway picked up six points over the weekend. Davey from A View from the Bridge team tweeted out, he's the first Giants player to surpass 40 league goals and individual points in a season, a record for, for the club. I mean, you've seen some special players across this league, Paul. Where does Conway rank? Oh, he's right up there. I mean, uh, he, has, he has incredible hands. I mean, when the puck's on his stick, he, he can move it really quick. Um, I mean, when you know, I watch the NHL, you see guys like, let's say, Pasternak for the Boston Bruins. Puck's on his stick, and it's gone within milliseconds to his teammates. And Conway has that ability to, to move the puck quickly when he gets on his stick. He sees, sees what's going on ahead of the play, and he has the ability, he has the hands that can make those quick plays. And he must be a joy to play with because, yes, he can put the puck in the back of the net, but he can also – see the game well and make make those special plays and uh, he's a quality you know I've I described in my opinion I've said he's he's the best offensive forward in the league and uh, I don't think um uh, you know there's other great players don't get me wrong but I think Conway has proven over the last few seasons that he is number one now you know what it's like to win a title with the Belfast Giants you did it back in 2014 so you can recognize just how special a team this is so do we entertain the possibility of a grand slam with this Giants team well i mean they they still have a couple of games to go here to win the, the title i mean they're going to have Guildford and i still think even if they lose that they can win the last game and win the title if i remember i think it's down to wins and regulation is the second criteria so if they tie on points i think the giants would have more wins and regulation therefore yeah. Uh, they would win the title. I, if I remember correctly, that's what the, the rules say. Um, so they're in a very strong position to win the elite title, even if they slip up uh, against any one point would do it, I think, for them also. Um, but they're in a strong position to to win. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, um, I think um, going into the playoffs, the way they're playing right now, 
it's not going to be easy against the Giants. And a two-legged affair against the Giants is not going to be easy. You might have a chance to beat them in a one, you know, one-off game where your goalie stands on his head and you play your best game of the season because that's what it's going to take to beat the Giants right now. So let's look at Guilford Flames then. They had two games over the weekend, both against the Dundee Stars, keeping tabs on the Giants, just two points behind them coming into this final weekend. They had to come from three down in Dundee on Saturday, going on to win 6-4 and then finished off the weekend with a 7-3 at the Spectrum. Uh, was that typical of this Flames team this season and why they are where they are right now? Yeah, I think they just have that no-quit attitude. They never seem to, to be out of a game and I mean, the one thing they've always had in which Paul Dixon puts his team together with a lot of speed. And uh, this year he's been able to find speed, skill and scoring uh, to match. So they're always a threat. And Paul Dixon's done an incredible job. Most seasons it would be an elite winning title season. But unfortunately, uh, it <laughs> looks like the Giants have just come up with a real special season. And uh, it looks like they might just just beat them. But in my opinion, uh, you know, the the coach of the year normally goes to the, the team that wins the elite league title, but this season, my vote, and I would go to Paul Dixon. I think the job he's done with the Guilford Flames, I, I think he deserves it. I'm not saying that will be the case, but that that's where my vote would be. And when you think last year, they, they almost struggled to get into the playoffs. They did go into the, the Final Four weekend, of course, but it was a struggle at times for them. A real transformation. The recruitment's been fantastic. So what's been the key to their success this year? Has it been the recruitment as well as the results themselves, or how big a part does Paul Dixon play in that? I think he plays a big part because he recruits players that come within their budget and their player, their quality. I mean, he... he he, he, he goes into the market that he knows he can afford and he's got a bit of a niche in there because he's figured it out and um, he finds quality and and he's put together good teams. I mean, in the past, he's always had exciting teams, not necessarily teams that would ch have challenged for the title, but the year last year they, they were looking good for a long spell and then kind of faded off. But this year they didn't fade off and they've been right in there till the end. So you got to give the coach a lot of credit, but he also has that, you know, uh, a good lineup. You don't you don't win a lot of all those games that they've won this year without good players and good recruitment and and players have obviously bought into to Paul and I think I think he's a likable person. You no, know? well he is a likable guy. I mean I obviously played with him with GB and I think um, players like playing for him. I think that's the bottom line and he gets the best out of his players. Now, I'm going to cover this more in Thursday's preview episode, but just while you're here, Paul, I want to ask you about the game on Saturday. It's the head-to-head -head Belfast against Guilford. It is going to be live on via play. Uh, Murph will, will take us through the action. How do you see that one going? Um, I mean, it's hard to, to bet against the Giants right now. I mean, uh, especially at home. I think they're, they're hard right now. They're just so tough to be at home. Like I said, they're just dominating teams. I think if any team could go in there and maybe steal something out of the game, it would be Guilford because of how well they played. And it doesn't seem to matter if they're home or away. Guilford seems to be able to find results. And they're going in there with you – might, I, I don't – I think they're going in there with nothing to lose. The pressure's on the Giants. No one's expected the Guilford Flames to, to be fighting for the Elite League title with two games to go. And they're going to go in there just pretty relaxed, I think. And just they'll go out and play the way they played all year. And they're going to give the Giants a battle. Will it be enough? I, I don't know. But because uh, the Giants are playing so well, they don't look like they're slowing down. So it's not going to be easy uh, for the Flames. But if one team could go in into Belfast right now and maybe pull out a win, it, it's the Flames. 
So next we'll cover the fight for the playoffs. You're listening to Elite. So if you think it's exciting at the top, get a load of what's happening at the bottom of the table with the three teams all in contention for that final playoff spot whittled down to two after Dundee's two losses to Guildford ruled them out for definite from the postseason. So that leaves Glasgow clan and five flyers as the last two standing and both teams played just the once at the weekend. Clan went down 8-5 to Nottingham Panthers on a night where had they won, they would have gone to the playoffs. Well, five flyers were beaten 4-0 in Cardiff, meaning the battle continues for another week. Paul, we'll start with Glasgow. Can considering their record at the start of the campaign where they lost 17 games in a row, which led to the departure of Malcolm Cameron. Are you surprised to see them still in the conversation at this stage? Yeah, I mean I am and I'm not. I mean, they seem to find their footing at uh, some point in the season. They start to put some wins together and uh, they they've kind of stuck at it and stayed in the hunt for that playoff spot. And there's some quality in their lineup and some experience there and they steadied the storm really at you know, and, and have been in, in the battle. And uh, I think they're, they had that three point advantage right now. They have one game left. Uh, Fife have to basically win their next two. Um, and again, it could, you know, if they ended up tied, it could be wins in regulation. So we'll see what happens with that. But I, for some reason, I think Glasgow are going to find a way to, you know, to, to, to make it to the playoffs. I, I think they're just, um, I, I think they've been just a little bit more consistent, um, you know, since January than Fife has. And the loss to Nottingham on Saturday, down to communication, uh, according to the associate coach there, Dyson Stevenson, uh, when he spoke post-game. You're, you've been a coach. When you know the importance of a game like that, and, and that one certainly was for the clan. Are you left worried at the outcome and how the next game panned, you know, how the game panned out when you know you've got an equally big game next? Communication's a big thing, certainly for the guys on the ice. You would certainly agree with that, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm not sure quite what he meant by communication. I don't know if he had a little bit more to tell me about that, but uh, um, was, I think. He was speaking more about the, you know, between his netminders and his, and his D. I think oh, there was okay. issues there. Yeah. So no, no, that that that's very clear. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really important, especially the goalie in the defense. They really have to communicate, and in your defensive zone, I mean, the most important thing is is talking, communicating, and uh, it's so much easier to play when everybody's on that same page, and you just can't afford to be quiet, especially in the big games. Um, I, I think it's uh, if you look at your goalie, I mean. I always feel that he's got his defense have to know what he, he how he wants to play situations. It shouldn't be the other way around. You should always go by what your goalie says. This is what I want in my defensive zone. Like for example, two on ones. How are you going to play them, or how are you going to play two on one out of the corner, or from things from behind the net, and 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 all that. And I think those are really important issues that you have to really be clear with your your goal, your defenseman, and your goalie especially have to be really clear in those situations. So it's between them and Fife. Fife recorded that 4-0 loss in Cardiff on Saturday. Their recent record um, is 1-12, in and I think you've already covered it. Three points behind the clan with a game in hand. And my question was, can you see any way back for the Flyers in this final weekend? You've kind of you've kind of put your nails, uh, your, your flag on the mast with, by saying that clan should see it through. Is there any hope for Fife, though? Obviously there is. If they win their two games, and that puts pressure on Glasgow to come up with uh, a couple of points. Um, so, I mean, there's always hope you're always in it till, till the last, till the last game, till someone says, well, you, you're, you're done. So they're going to play desperate. 
They're going to give it everything they have. They know they, you know, everyone wants to get into the playoffs. No one wants to sit out the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, if you're Glasgow, you got to find a way to get some points and um, to try to, you know, make it make it a certainty. But uh, as we know, there's just no easy games, uh, especially down the stretch. They're all tough. And just a, a quick word uh, with Jeff Mason, the, the Dundee coach. You know, Jeff, you work with him in Belfast. Disappointment there will be, obviously, the fact that Dundee won't make the playoffs this year. But for Jeff, it was his first season, a big, big learning curve for, for him. What will he take from this season, do you think? Well, I'm sure he would have learned a lot. I mean, your first season is always your toughest. And uh, it's 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 even tougher sometimes when you're you're with certain teams. I know I've, I've coached teams when I was in Italy who – expectation was let's just make playoffs and and it's a it's it's a tougher job sometimes when you're when you're in that position of just trying to find a way to get into playoffs and uh, my mentality was well no I, you you're telling me as an organization we're happy to make playoffs and I'm telling my team well I want to make first place so I had a, a different take on how to approach every season um, no matter how weak or strong they thought the team was as I always feel you might as well reach high because if you reach high then you won't you won't be so disappointed if you finish in fourth place rather than eighth place. So I think you ha- you have to go with that mentality and and you know just tell the team, listen, we're not going to be satisfied with an eighth place finish here. We got to find a way to be to be a better team. And I think certainly after his first season, he's going to have he's learned a lot. I mean, he's going to also with recruitment, you learn who who you recruit and who can you know from what leagues and who 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 can actually play in the league and, and contribute. It's okay to sign guys, but if they're not contributing and they're just another body on the ice, you're not going to win a lot of games. So recruitment is so important. And uh, that first year is tough, and he's learned a lot. He knew it was going to be tough going into to Dundee. I'm sure he had no illusions that it, it, was, it, was, it was not going to be one of these seasons where you're playing for the league title. Um, so he would have learned a lot. And, and he's a good hockey man. He's been around. He's won a few championships as a player. Um, so you learn a lot in those seasons also. Um, and you also learn in the seasons where you don't do so well as a player because you realize, okay, this is what we did wrong, and we, you know, don't repeat this anymore, kind of, kind of deal. So uh, he would have learned a lot, and I'm sure, you know, he'll bounce back with a strong season next season. So just to recap the rest of the games that took place over the weekend, Sheffield Steelers edged the race for third as they recovered from Friday's mauling in Belfast with a 3-2 win over Cardiff Devils. Brendan Connolly scoring the winning goal. Well, Nottingham Panthers wrapped up their weekend. They lost 7-4 on the road at Coventry Blaze, who beat Manchester on Friday. So they completed a four-point weekend for them. Paul, just finally, the teams are all effectively jockeying for position in the final standings heading into this, this final weekend. And I want to ask you, as a coach and as a, as a former player, how much does your possible opponents come into your thinking when you head into this, this final run of games where you maybe want to face a certain team, maybe over another because you've got a better record over them? Is, is that a thing? Is that, is that something that happens? It's, it's a tough thing to fix, really, when you're, when you're you know, a team saying, well, we're not going to win tonight because we want to, <laughs> we want to play the other team. I mean, it's, it's really difficult. The only time you might be suspicious of a team is if they put their, their backup in who, you know, has never played the game in the elite league. Then you start to scratch your head a bit. Well, they obviously want to play this team rather than the other team. But uh, I mean, most, most attitude, you know, most teams have the attitude, let's go play hard, win a game, see who we take. Because a lot of times you go and pick your opponent and you end up getting uh getting a much tougher matchup than you think. I mean, I think back to my experience when I was coaching in uh, Switzerland and they had a system there in the Swiss B league that 
you know, the, the top four, three teams, the top, the fourth team automatically got who was left over, but you could pick your opponent. So first place would pick whoever they wanted, you know, below uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. And uh, the top team picked us because we had finished in, uh, I think it was fifth or sixth. And um, they thought, well, we'll roll these guys over, but they didn't. And we took them to seven games and it was a heck of a series. We lost in the seventh to the favorite, basically. But we actually wore them down and they never, I don't think they got, if I remember, they didn't get past the, the semifinal after us in the quarterfinal. So sometimes picking an opponent can backfire. And uh, I think uh, I would just play hard because you can't go into the playoffs without playing hard every game and having that momentum. It's, it's really important. That's all for this episode. The first edition of Elite is in the can. A huge thanks to Paul Aidy for his time, but thank you for downloading and listening. Subscribe to Elite from your preferred podcast provider and new shows will drop as soon as they're done. Coming up later this week, John O'Bullard gives us some insight into what's happening at Nottingham Panthers. Sheffield Steelers legend Robert Dowd will join me to look back on his testimonial later in the week and we'll have a Thursday preview coming your way too. All the best to Robert for his testimonial in Sheffield on Tuesday and we look forward to hearing from him. Follow us on Twitter at underscore Elite IH, like the Elite Podcast page on Facebook or drop us an email for any future guests on EliteHockeyPod at gmail.com. Catch you next time on Elite. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network.